T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome back into a special edition of Sports Talk Sunday, Hour 2. Coming at you here, no Nate, no Joe, it's Derek Kramer, Frank Arcuri, Evan DePasquale here with you today. And TJ Luckman just walked past the hallway there. I might ask him to come in. All right, so, <laughs> however, more important things, more pressing matters as... Sal Capaccio is live at St. John Fisher College. The Sal signal is up. Sal, it's been a minute since I've talked to you. How are you, man? I'm pretty good. I'm going to start this out by saying that you now owe everybody a dollar in the in the kitty because you did not refer to it as St. John Fisher University. Oop. Whoops. Yep. Yep. Neat. Yep. You, you got to go. That's all right. We've Wait. all done it because they just changed the name a month ago. Wait. They're not in Fredonia anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Sell. That's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, so anyway, put, put that put that dollar in the jar, and I'll go get a candy bar when I get there next time. I'll work on that. Uh, I'll work on that. I'll get the dollar out of my wallet. And in the meantime, Sal, I've seen some updates from you at practice. The most noteworthy is one of their biggest signings, Roger Saffold, on the field. Yeah, he's been activated from the non-football injured list. He had a He was in a car accident. Thankfully, it seems minor car accident before training camp started. He has yet to practice here at training camp. Today is his first day. The team's been out here for, what, I don't know, 11, 12 practices, basically. Um, This is his first day. He was activated off the NFI. He is now on the active roster. He is dressed, and he is practicing today, and that is great news for what has been a banged-up Bills offensive line. Now, that said, center Mitch Morris is not practicing today. Um, I don't know if anything is wrong with him necessarily. He's on the exercise bike. He did practice Friday night in the open practice slash scrimmage. Maybe a vet rest day. Maybe he's got something he's dealing with. But either way, uh, Senator Mitch Morris is not practicing today. Neither so, is, by the way, wide wide receiver Khalil Shakir, who was with him over there. Sal Capaccio live from training camp at St. John Fisher University. I'm not going to put $2 in the go. pot. Uh, Sal, we, have, um, we obviously have that news with Morris not practicing today. So what would the offensive line look like in that kind of scenario? Who are they trotting out there? Well, look, I mean, I think they have a guy to me and David Questenberry who's been there, Mr. All-Everything. He's kind of the new Ryan Bates, if you will. Uh, Questenberry basically has played guard. He's played tackle. He does a lot of different things. Uh, we'll see who they put at center. Uh, it's really kind of the first day we've seen Morse not there, but they have a few options there. Greg Van Roten can play center. Ryan Bates can play center. So we'll see how that looks. Look, I think the, the main point is, Derek, here that they really like position versatility and flexibility. They're going to probably get a lot of that when these have these guys out. They'll, they'll rotate them in and out. And as Ken Dorsey told us this morning, he did speak to us this morning, 
And uh, by the way, Evan, all the that's that's you can find that in the Dropbox I sent you if anybody wants to hear anything from there. Um, Ken Dorsey basically said the the invaluable experience that all these guys are getting, you know, and, and I agree with that. I think that you know they're getting a lot of experience with these guys out and the rotation that's been happening specifically with Spencer Brown being out. A couple days, Deion Dawkins was out. Roger Saffold's been out. Ryan Bates has been out. And, of course, Ike Butker, he'll be out for a while because he is, he is on the um, pup list right now and probably won't start the season on the active roster. Sal, uh, you mentioned another name on the DNP here today with Khalil Shakir. He's been a name that's been uh, circulating a lot lately uh, when it comes to practices, flashing some plays. There was a really good catch he made in the uh, return of the blue and red. So how has he looked for you so far uh, through the first couple weeks of training camp? Terrific. Really has. He's looked terrific to me. I think that, um, I, I think I would put it this way. I think his floor is certain. He's going to be a really good player in this league. I think he's going to be a good player for a long time. I don't know what his ceiling is. I don't think he'll be a wide receiver one putting up tons of numbers, but he'll never be expected to be that on this team at least, right? I mean, they have Stefan Diggs. They have Gabe Davis, but I think this is a guy that's going to really play in this league a long time. He just makes catches. He runs good routes. He is a return man option. Um, he's not out here today, so he's not doing that. They're working through a return period right now, a kickoff return, kickoff period. But I think Khalil Shakir has looked really, really good, acclimating himself as a rookie out here and doing a really nice job. He made a great contested catch for a touchdown during the open practice uh, slash scrimmage on Friday night, Saturday. Was it Friday? It was Friday. Sorry. It was Friday, yeah. So, Sal, hearing about how well he's doing, how well McKenzie's doing, the thought I'm starting to have here is one of the more shrewd signings the Bills had this offseason in Jamison Crowder. Uh how has he looked? Is his roster spot going to be in potential danger here? It's a good question. I think a lot of people are still debating that. We might get a lot of that sorted out through the preseason. Let's not forget Tavon Austin is still on this team, and he offers something this team doesn't have a lot of, and that's that top-end speed. He did miss Friday night's practice, um, but he's out here today. He's working in right now in a special teams portion of practice. So I, I, I don't know how many they're going to keep. Let's remember, Jay Kumaro was on this team for special teams, and he is a different special teams guy. He's not a Tavon Austin return man. He's a guy that you know plays on all the different special teams units on kickoff and kick return and blocking and tackling. And then, of course, you have Marquez Stevenson, who unfortunately hurt his foot, and he could be out a while. It's going to be weeks, according to Sean McDermott. You know, He's a guy that they really, I think, earmarked for maybe really potentially winning that return job. That's another receiver you'd keep. So that doesn't happen. It opens the door for one more guy. But the question now becomes, Derek, you have Diggs, Davis, McKenzie, and Shakir. You know they're making the team. Do they keep six? If so, you have two spots left for Crowder, Kumaro, Austin. I'm not even figuring in Stevenson or a guy like Tanner Gentry, who has been doing a lot of things out here. But Or are they going to keep seven, which is hard to maybe justify given the numbers you need at other positions? Given those numbers as well as the versatility of players like a James Cook or uh, the tight end position right. as well. How's the tight Great end position? Point. Because uh, Reggie Gilliam signs that extension. You know he plays those snaps at tight end along with the fullback snaps. So how's the tight end position looking out there? Well, look, I, I don't think they're going to use, to me, Reggie Gilliam as much of a tight end as a lot of other fans think that that's why they signed O.J. Howard. They still have Tommy. We might have just lost sale. I'm going to have Evan take a look at that and uh, see what's going on. All right, let's try it again. There we I'm go. right here. Lost you for a sec. So if you yep. don't mind, repeat the uh, tight end That's scenario. okay. It happens out here. A lot of, <laughs> yeah, a lot of interference out here with a lot of fans. It's a great day out here, by the way, at St. John Fisher University. Um, you know, O.J. Howard is a guy they signed to be, you know, I think a big part of what they're going to do on offense. You have Tommy Sweeney as well. I think Reggie Gilliam still becomes more of that 
H-back, blocking back, fullback, and he's really valuable on special teams. Don't discount that as a big reason why they signed him to that two-year extension. So the tight ends, how they've looked? You know, people have been talking about, well, O.J. Howard's been underwhelming. I think that comes along with the expectations you had for him. He's not the O.J. Howard he was at Alabama. I don't think he's been that throughout his NFL career. I still think he could be a good player and do some nice things for this offense, especially in the red zone. He's a big target. So, you know, we'll see as we get closer, but I think Dawson Knox has had a nice camp. I think Tommy Sweeney's had a nice camp, and he's making a stake out here for a spot. Sal, we've been uh, discussing about the uh, offense go in wing camp with Rossabells and everything, but what about the defense? Uh, any Anybody who's been popping off so far in training camp that maybe you wouldn't have ex- expected to, and anybody who... I think, did we lose Sal again? You said. Uh, I would say anybody who maybe has disappointed. Did we lose Sal again? There it is. Oh. All right. Sorry about that, Sal. Yeah, I'll keep losing you. Okay. You guys, want, I, I can, it's all right. You guys got me okay? You guys got yep. me okay? Yeah. Yeah. So Frank and Okay, I can talk about the defense a little bit. Go for it. There's a little delay. That's right, guys, I get it. There's a little delay, <laughs> just so you know. So yep. when you talk, it's just there's a little delay out here. That's all. all. Right, yeah. Um so let, I'll I'll just talk about the defense a little bit. I know that's what Frank asked. So look, I think that first of all, Ed Oliver's been pretty dominant out here at times. I think that's not a guy you don't expect, Good. but I think he's had a tremendous camp. He's the biggest benefit benefactor of having Von Miller on the field um, next to him. So he's been great out here. I, I think the DBs are the ones I want to go to for guys who've had kind of really stepped up. Serena Neal. We know of his special team's prowess. He signed an extension in the off. Oh, man. It's unfortunate right now. We're getting uh, some cut out there. And sometimes it's just the amount of people that are there uh, for practice at St. John Fisher. Uh, so, unfortunately, we're getting a little in and out there from Sal. So, we do apologize for the... Uh, for the spottiness for all of our listeners there. All right, you got me yeah, back here. We'll go one yeah. more time. We'll go one more time. Let's go one more time. <laughs> okay, we'll try this again. Yeah, it is tough out here, guys. I can only go a little, couple more minutes anyway because yep. the team's doing some stuff. I got to go walk. Um, I think uh, the DBs have done a nice job. Saran Neal's done a really nice job as a cover man. Um, I think Cam Lewis has been pretty good out here. Um, you know, I think those guys are the ones. And I'll, I'll give you a name, Terrell Bernard. I think the linebackers looked excellent, especially in coverage, the rookie. And a lot of people question that third-round pick. I'm not questioning it anymore after what I've seen through a couple of weeks. Sal, staying on the rookies, uh, I talked to Matt Perino yesterday, and I want to get your sentiment on Christian Benford, a late-round pick, day-three guy that was not really seen as much of a potential impact. But he's been making some splash plays out there in Rochester as well. I agree, and uh, I'll be the first to admit I might be wrong on him by saying he is total practice squad. I think he could be destined for that, but I think he's really making a case here to try and make this 53. Listen, guys, with with Hyde being a little... has been getting a little work at safety. That opens up a spot at corner, especially with Tredavious White still out. So Christian Benford, the rookie out of Villanova, I mean, he's been he's been getting his turn. He's been getting some reps, and I think he's looked pretty good at some moments here. So we'll see where that goes with him in the preseason. Sal, thank you for battling through the uh, connectivity, and uh, we'll be looking forward to your camp report as it comes out later today. Okay, no problem, guys. And just one more update. I'm looking. Isaiah McKenzie also not practicing today. Again, we'll get updates on these guys later. It might be a vet rest day. It might be something he's dealing with, but he's also not practicing today. We'll hear the latest from Sal. Sal, thank you, man. And Oh, sorry. Yeah, and, and one other thing. Sabres GM Kevin Adams and head coach Don Granado are out of practice today. Love to see it. Perfect. Love to see it. 
All right, Sal. Thanks, guys. We'll let you get back to it. Thanks, Sal. That's Sal Capaccio live from training camp at St. John Fisher University. Uh, these guys have seen it right now. Like, legit, I've got a dollar. I'm waving it in front. That's going to be for sale because uh, <laughs> I goofed, apparently. So there we go. There it is. The latest from training camp. You'll be able to get Sal's report full on on our website at WGR550.com later in the day today. He did make mention of a couple players not practicing and Isaiah McKenzie, Khalil Shakir, and Mitch Morse. Roger Saffold back at practice activated. Off the NFI. So, here we are. Bills are looking to get back at it. And a lot of impressive plays from the rookie class so far. From a team that was already stacked with talent. And you're seeing these new guys coming in and making the plays that they need to in order to fight for roster spots. Or challenge other players to make everything better. So, I'm very impressed with how these rookies have been playing so far. And... It's good to see Tommy Sweeney looking like he's getting back into a flow of things because that's the second person in two days in a row that I've talked to saying that Sweeney is challenging, making sure that he keeps his spot on this team as well. It's refreshing to hear, especially with what he had to go through in 2020 as well. So, 8030550, You got any thoughts on players that you're looking out for from Bill's training camp? We can get to those as well because, hey, if you got questions on players, Maybe we have answers. Sal has answers. He passed some of them along to us. But we'll give, your, we'll give you our thoughts if you have questions on who's going to end up making the 53 from this team at the end of the day. And I'm sure we'll get projections from Sal as the preseason rolls along as well. Coverage of Bill's training camp on WGR is brought to you by Fiegel Car and Joyce, your border attorneys. Buy New York's only outlet liquor when you need to stock up. It's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? And by Northtown Kia, the number one certified pre-owned Kia dealer in the Eastern Region. Shop NorthtownKia.com. Derek Kramer, Frank Arcuri, Evan Pasquale here with you for the rest of the way going until 2 o'clock. And... I'm very interested to see, like, he mentions David Questenberry as, like, a can-do-everything piece, and that kind of makes me a little happy knowing that we have a player that can be that swing player. He can play guard for you. He can play tackle for you. He can do that so that Bates can move to center if Morse is out. There's a lot of players that have that versatility, and that's why a guy like Bobby Hart is here. He can do a couple of things for you. He can play in different positions. He's not... uh, He's not scared to do so. He is someone that is a little versatile. That's why he has a training camp spot here. Do I expect him to be here on the active roster? Probably not. But he was on the practice squad last year. So I'd expect more of the same in that sense. Because this team does value versatility. That's why Shakir looks like a very set piece. Sal says he's a lock already. And for a fifth rounder to be a lock, that's a great drafting stratagem and execution. For a fan, for a club that needs it, you need to be able to hit on every pick that you can. And this regime, more than ever, is the kind that they'll hit on day three picks and not just get roster players out of day three picks, but quality starters as well, like Taron Johnson or Matt Milano or Spencer Brown. They're getting mid round picks to be players that don't just play for this team, but start. They get good contract rewards. Or if you're Taron Johnson, for example, you are a threat for probably being the best nickel corner in the game. This Bills team in this front office, they know what they're doing. I'm excited for how the team continues to move forward when they're going to be put into a cap crunch because the big boy contract comes next year. 
Oh boy, does it. This is and this is why I said yesterday this is probably their best shot. Because this is before Allen's big time contract comes up. And you still have Poirier. You still have Edmonds. Both of them will be getting raises that you may not be able to afford, whether you want them or not. We know how divisive the fan base is about Terrell Edmonds. I mean, Tremaine Edmonds, excuse me, Terrell's his brother. Tremaine Edmonds has been a very polarizing player for the Bills fan base. You either love him or you just want him out of here. And the thing is, is that I'm on the fence of it's a reality that he may get more than the Bills are going to be able to afford. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're at. The big boy quarterback contract comes up. You're going to have to make tough decisions on your team. That's where we're looking. And that is why I think this is the best chance that they have. The counter argument, the best counter argument that I've been getting is last year was their best chance. Considering how good they were, how great Josh Allen was playing in the postseason, they blew it. They blew an opportunity. They probably were a buzzsaw offensively that was not going to be stopped. And it's a shame that they didn't get out of the divisional round. And you might be right. However, I don't want to look at the past because that's happened already. When the Allen regime is done here in Buffalo, that's when we can look back on those years and say, which one was the worst uh, of, the t- of the years that they didn't get through? Instead, I'm looking at this going forward and thinking this is their best chance because they're still on the last year of the rookie deal. They still have the deepest roster in the NFL. From ranging from top end talent to number 53. You have a very deep run every week. You are at the point where injuries are not as huge of a concern. Because the offensive line's banged up right now. But they have players that can fill in at a lot of positions. You have wide receivers that are going to be sitting out right now. And Sal didn't even Sal said he couldn't even make mention of Marquez Stevenson who'd probably be a five or six on another roster but he may even be an afterthought here because of how well Khalil Shakir is playing how much Isaiah McKenzie's taking over and a shrewd signing of Jamison Crowder could be someone that may not make this team It's a lot for players that they have to fight for these snaps, and it's impressive because this team is deep. And that is why it is the best chance they have. Because they're not going to be this deep going forward. No, they're not. It's not possible in the cap era. Yeah. Other than hitting divine selections at every pick all the way through one through seven, which never happens. Which never happens. The Bills seem to have a uh, road bump in the second round of all places. Because um, he had Dawkins, but outside of that, their second round picks haven't been the best of returns. Because Cody Ford was one of those selections, and yeah. that, that one hurt a little bit, uh, obviously. You wanted to succeed, but you need to make sure that uh, the best players are getting onto your roster. We'll see what we get. But I'm excited... In a sense, I'm dreading it in another sense. It's a weird catch-22 of my feelings that we have to talk about this team, but yet also, like, get us to January for the love of God. Because that's, that's when the real action begins for me, and that's also when, like, that's when fan bases are going to get hurt. Yeah. 
That's when it ends poorly for thirty fan bases every year. The Super Bowl champions and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I knew you were gonna say that. Duval's not safe for me catching strays. <laughs> Get out of here with your fluky wild card win. Get out of here. Your random twenty seventeen team that couldn't beat the Patriots. Not that we could have, but I'm not saying. Could have been spared of losing to Blake Bortles. And only scoring three points. Yeah, let's not talk about that anymore. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we'll pop around the league next because it's time to look at the quality competition in the AFC on a grand scale and pretty much let's rank them up. See where everyone sits with every one of these teams. Let's see if we get some dissenting opinions. That's on the other side. Derek Kramer, Frank Arcuri, Evan DePasquale. Thanks to Sale for checking in at training camp in Rochester. More on the other side on WGR. Welcome back. Sports Talk Sunday here on WGR as we're doing a special edition as the Bills are back at practice today. However, we're not down there at St. John Fisher University. We are here at our studios in Amherst. Sal Capaccio did just check in with us from Bill's Pratt. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You can always uh, go back and rewind on the Odyssey app, and you can go ahead and listen to that, listen back, and hear Sal's thoughts as we talk to him with Bill's practice actively going on. So what a guy. He's doing his job, and he still has to come back in and report to us uh, what he's seeing, what they're finding out, and then get right back at it. His report will be available on our website later today. Derek Kramer, Frank Arcuri, Evan DePasquale, we're hanging out with you. Thanks for hanging out with us, by the way. 803-0550 if you have a take on anything that we've been going through today or if you have any thoughts on this team in general as the preseason starts Saturday. So I want to bounce around the league, though, because I think it's going to be a little bit of fun 
ranking these teams out here. And should we start from the bottom or the top, fellas? I think it's. I think you should start at the bottom because I feel start like that's where. You, yeah, because you're gonna find like the easy ones are gonna be like the top three. That's so I, I think I think it's more fun to discuss who's at the bottom and then work your way up and then like. All right, you ready? Do the thing, Evan. Where we get this kicked off. There we go. Perfect. So. We start from the bottom. The Tennessee Titans. I'm kidding, but <laughs> I still hate them. Uh, all right. From the bottom, I'm probably saying the worst team here. We're starting still, in the AFC. Like, we're probably going both conferences here. All right. Same time. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Seattle. I, I was honestly thinking Seattle, too. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm going at, but... I'm hovering Carolina as well. Carolina might be a threat. The The Commanders will be a threat. Jacksonville's always a threat for the bottom. But those, I think those are Jacksonville's going to be better, though. They might be better because of no Urban Meyer, but they still have a mess of a team. Honestly, like losing DJ Chark's going to hurt a lot more than they think it will. So I think I'm going with my bottom tier being... Those teams that we covered. Seattle, Washington, Carolina, Jacksonville. I'm throwing the Giants in there, too. I'm not as sure about them. I would. They're a fantastic question. You know, I, I love Brian Dable. Obviously, you know, he did great things with the Bills, but you got you to gotta have a quarterback. <laughs> they have another year. They have another year of being at the bottom. I, I think so, but I think I'll put them in the tier slightly above. And that tier includes the Lions and the Bears, as well as the Falcons. I'm putting the Jets there, too. And the Houston Texans. Yeah, and Houston. I don't think New York is at the same echelon the Texans are. They're going to have things to figure out. Not the Jets? You're not going to put the Jets in there? No, because uh, I have one Zach Jones kind of uh, giving me a little bit of encouragement here on them. So, Well, I'm putting them there because they still have to prove it. They still have to prove it, but I think their defense is going to be markedly better. Right, but and that alone the, is a way to get that going. They still have to prove that. They still got to play first. Until then, it, it could they could be like a, a really good five and five and twelve team or a six and eleven team that shows a lot of signs of improvements. But un, are they better than like I would put? I you know, God, who like who who would you say they're be- are they better? Are they better than Cleveland? And I mean, who, wait, who are we talking about again? Jets. No. Are they Jets more are not the better same, than Cleveland? Are they closer to Houston? I would say they're more closer to Houston than they are to Cleveland. Exactly. That, that's where I'm going at. Because if we're going on the next tier, I'm putting Cleveland there. Is that with or without Dirtbag? Both. Really? I think just because of how bad for run franchise they are. And I also think they have one of the best running games in the NFL. I think they can squeak by, get a couple wins with just a good They'll running game. They'll get wins, but yeah, because they have two of the best running, two really good running backs, one of whom is not going to be there next year with everything going on with him. <laughs> but they got, would you argue, they got worse at receiver? Nah. So even with, I mean, no. I, mm. no. I, I mean, Amari Cooper's solid, but I think that, you know, obviously nobody's Odell Beckham. I'm, oh, 
I mean, there might be some that are Odell Beckham, but I think that I like I like Peoples Jones. Yeah, I think that they didn't get worse. It's just. The thing is, is that their defense is still relatively solid, and if they have the the jerk face, um, they'll be in a better tier. Yeah, they 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 will be. I just I've lost. Obviously, we all lost a lot of respect for them and everything. But oh yeah, and it, it's still also a poorly run franchise. But there's still talent to have on the field, which is the unfortunate catch twenty two about that team. <laughs> What about the Saints? Are they are they in Jets territory? I think I don't think so. I no, think they're better. I because because I think Michael Thomas is going to be back, and also you have Jameis Winston, who is a solid quarterback. You know, led them. To, what was it? What was the record? Five and two before he tore his ACL, mm-hmm. something yeah, like that. They, he was, but he was also unspectacular, which well, kind of gives you that little like meh feeling about the Saints. I mean, I think I think they're they're good enough to at least be second in the division, and they could compete for a that division is garbage. Exactly, but they it's Tom Brady and a bunch of nobodies. That sounds familiar, huh? (laughs) And they but they always manage to split against the Bucks. So that's a so the Saints are a team that could go five and one in the division and put themselves in wild card. So what? New Orleans is the new Miami for Brady. (laughs) I mean, he did say he wanted to go like it, it. Yes. He wanted to go to New Orleans, but Drew Brees didn't retire, so that's why he ended up with Tampa. Yeah, I can't stand that guy. He's more fun to listen to now, but at the same time, he still tormented me for twenty years. So, uh, oh, I, I, I don't even, oh, lo- yeah. I, I won't even watch the man in the arena. Oh no, I won't either. But I'm not going to tweet at him though, <laughs> Nate. <laughs> Does Nate even play sports? <laughs> I saw him get up from trying to show how to hold a football, so I can't say anything better here. <laughs> All right, moving on. I I kind of lost track of where we were here. I've got Washington, Seattle, Jacksonville, Carolina straight up at the bottom. Detroit, Chicago, Houston, Atlanta, Jets, and Giants in the next tier there. Um, building on the third from the bottom, it's New Orleans and Cleveland. Uh, I have in parentheses without dirtbag um, because they could be a lot worse without you Watson. You put the Patriots Watt. in that tier too. I do. Mm. I think that New England is due for their penance. Like it's coming. Do you think this Especially is going to be worse the- than the 2020 Patriots? Yes, because they're expecting better. Because Mac Jones did have a pretty good rookie year. I have to begrudgingly say that, but the problem is, is that they don't know who the play caller is. Yeah, and if which, it's, is and not, if it's, which is not a good idea. And if it's honest to goodness, Matt Patricia, <laughs> the team's a tire fire. <laughs> I hope I hope that's the case. I'm probably putting um, Tennessee in this bracket, too. This is biased because I hate the Titans. No, I could see it. Because Ryan I think Tannehill that is bad. Um, Derrick Henry's coming off of a major average. injury. Henry's coming off a major injury, and yeah. physical running backs, when they get that first big one, it's a decline that's pretty steep. Of course, Henry's a test tube baby, but can't trust their defense to win anything. Joe Burrow getting sacked nine times in a playoff game was more of a reflection of his offensive line, less on the Titans' actual pass rush. And they still lost that game. 
You sacked a quarterback nine times and you lost. You get no respect from me, you phony one seed. Get out of here, you ham sandwich. Next. Um, Pittsburgh? I think Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh, they are... They're taking a, a step back. They're they a good defense. Yes. And it's really going to be, is whoever starts under center in Pittsburgh better than what was the shell of Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah. The favorite right now is is Mitch. And is Trubisky better than what was what Ben Roethlisberger was last year? I say yes. Yeah. But is it good enough to make the playoffs? Probably not. But I think they're good. It's still good enough to be over 500 because yes. Tomlin has a habit of doing that. Yes. He's, he has a habit of bringing out the most in in lesser situations. Mm-hmm. Um, he also has a habit of letting players become unlikable weirdos like Smith-Schuster or Brown or Bell. or Well, Ben was already unlikable by the time Tomlin shown up. I don't know. I kind of like – I've always like had a soft spot for Ben Roethlisberger. No, you're no. grounded. <laughs> you're grounded. Does that mean I have to turn my mic on? Yes. Yes. Ten seconds. All right. <laughs> so moving on to the next tier. I actually, I'm not sure. Do we put Indianapolis with this group of meh? I think they're a little bit. The above. AFC South. I, is I would just put them bad. better. Yeah, the South is just bad, but, are but they they're in, above meh. But are they in the? Are they in a tier like, with okay. the Raiders or the Broncos? Yes. I don't know. I I think they or the have Vikings. A, I'd I'd put the Vikings with in, that. I think that, they're in between. Does you you have a get, pretty like, solid quarterback? I mean, we I, forget that Matt Ryan did win an MVP. He's on the decline. He's on the decline. And the we thing have is, you're to also remember that Carson Wentz did have a good year last season, and they only missed the playoffs because they blew the final game of the year. So if Matt Ryan just doesn't do that. That's a the Colts win this division easily because they have one of the best running backs in the league in Jonathan Taylor. They have a budding, I think they have a budding star receiver in Michael Pittman Jr. Um, and a solid defense. So I, if I had to predict right now, they're the they're they're a division winner, but they're like the fourth seed. So they're kind of, but they're only division winner because the division's bad. Right. That's, that's, the NFC South continues to just be perpetual garbage. I, I think that this will be one of those like situations where you can win with what a ten and seven or an I think n- I nine think and a, I eight. I think they're a ten win team. I would say yeah, ten eleven. That's that's, that's probably, probably their, their yeah. ceiling is eleven in my opinion, or maybe twelve. I, I think their ceiling's like yeah, like twelve or thirteen wins, but their floor can be like nine, eight, even. Mm. It really because it really depends if Matt Ryan is worse. Because if Matt Ryan's worse than what Carson Wentz was last year, they're sure as heck not making the playoffs. Like Tennessee's winning that division, then they might win that division with nine wins. This next tier I call the AFC North and Chargers. <laughs> really? I mean, Pittsburgh we already got to. Yeah. Um, Cleveland with Dirtbag is in this tier. Baltimore, Cincinnati, and the Chargers. I. Oh, and Arizona. We'll throw Arizona there. Do you put the Raiders in there too? Or do you think Raiders I think are... Oh, so I skipped a couple teams there. So... With Minnesota and India, probably I'm pitting the Raiders, the Eagles, Miami, and Denver. 
All in that, sa- all all in that, that same tier. tier. And okay. then the tier above them is the AFC North, plus a couple teams from the West. The Chargers and the Cards. Okay. Okay. That makes that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I, I can I can see that. I'll, I think this the, next tier is called the Great Anomaly. I will say though, I think the Chargers have the best case of being above that tier. Yeah, that's that's my thought. But I think the Raiders do too at the same time. Yeah, that's the thing. Like the West is really confusing. Yeah, they might they should have had their own tier probably themselves. Like all four of for them. real. But um, also, if you look at it, I was watching. Like, before I got here, I was just watching NFL highlights. It was, like, the top 100. And you just see Justin Herbert throw some just really bad interceptions. And that's probably the reason why I wouldn't be surprised if the division ends up going to, say, Denver. Because I think they have a smarter quarterback that isn't going to make those big mistakes down the stretch. And welcome to the great anomaly tier. This is one team. Dallas. Yeah, I, I <laughs> was honestly so, thinking Dallas. They're so talented. Yeah. Yet they can't get out of the first round to say that they can't get to a championship game. To quote Joe DiBiase, Mike McCarthy is a boob. He is a boob. <laughs> and, like, that team just can't, like, the Chargers can't get out of their way. Dallas can't get out of their own way. That last play, like, that sequence of that last play calling was just. Oh, my God, against the Niners. 4D smooth brain chest that we've never seen before. Oh. Boy. Like the the smoothest we've seen before that was probably Dan Quinn uh kicking a field goal when he was down by 5. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll never forget that, that one. Happened. So, um so Dallas has its own tier. Then this is the almost. So don't inflate their egos like that too. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're 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 very happy to have their own so tier. So the last uh the last two tiers cuz we're at the final 6. Packers and Niners are not quite there. They're there, but they're not there. I think San Fran, if Trey Lance pans out, is dangerous. Yes. yes. They also have the biggest chance of a precipitous drop-off. Yes. But they have a really good defense. They have an absolute pair of nightmares in Kittle and Samuel. And Green I Bay, I, I think Ayuk's due for a breakout year as well. And Green Bay cannot be counted out as long as that weirdo is playing quarterback. Yeah. And then, of course, there's your big four, your betting favorites. Oh, I would have put, I would have put Kansas City in that tier with. I'm not doubting them until Mahomes has a bad season, by his standards. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, I. I hate saying it, especially with the fact that. The last two times the Bills season has ended, it has been at Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. But that's also why I keep them up there is because the loss, last two losses the Bills have endured the past two seasons have been at Arrowhead. I have to keep the respect on the name. I don't want to. I'm getting kind of annoyed. But it's where we're at. It's so reality. Bills, Bucks, Chiefs, and your defending Super Bowl champions, the Rams. Because yeah. L.A. still like has that. a lot of talent despite losing Odell Beckham Jr., despite losing... Well, I have heard rumors uh, that Robert they're Woods. still talking with Odell Beckham. He would still be mid-season addition. But you traded yeah. away Robert Woods. You lost Von Miller. So there is a little bit that you... Also, Andre Whitworth retiring. Or but Andrew you, Whitworth, but Andrew you also Whitworth have, retiring. So, but you also have Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson, which I... Did sign Robinson. Yes. So there are some give and take with that. It's just... 
they're still that good, and they're coached by a really smart, pl- uh, smart individual in McVeigh. And Aaron Donald's back. Aaron Donald's as well. still a machine. He's still dominant. The Bucks, unfortunately, with Tom Brady, are a problem. Yep. There have been an alarming amount of injuries from their offensive line in training camp, though. So we'll see what that looks like. And of course, the Bills, who have been betting favorite, while it's so weird to say, is also pertinently awesome. It's been They're awesome the betting yet. favorite to win the whole shebang bang. It's been awesome, yet it's been like super frustrating. Like we haven't played anything yet. I know they haven't played a game, and we're all mad, and it's gonna be fun and weird and chaotic and angry all at the same time. It's just awesome that they are considered that way by national circles. It is. Which is why it will be the hardest season to endure as a Bills fan in in Bills history. We'll let the music carry us out here as second segment of this hour is done. Sports Talk Sunday. Derek, Frank, Evan, we're hanging out with you here. Thanks for hanging with us. You're listening to WGR. For sure, there, there's ways you got to find to do that sometimes. Like I said, camp's long. Sometimes it's a drag. Sometimes guys want to be anywhere but the football field, and that's just the nature of the business. You know, it's uh, long days, short years, and knowing that, that this goes by so quick, we got to find ways to, you know, put our focus back into what we're doing and focus on the here and now. And, you know, sometimes it's necessary. You know, good good teams sometimes fight. You know, guys want want it so bad guys are very competitive guys push each other so you saw a little little tempers flare again today and again that's all because we want to win josh allen talking about the emotions that run in training camp when you're hitting the same player over and 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 over preseason games can't come soon enough for these guys they get to hit someone else and the frustrations won't have to be let out in that sense as Again, it's natural. And funny enough, Evan picked that one out as I had read to everyone off air a report from Sale at Training Camp that there was another dust up. It's natural, these sorts of things. Uh, Questenberry and Dodson were the two mixing it up with each other there. Uh, but it's broken up quickly. It's just frustrations. You don't get mad at someone if they're worse than you. It's just intense. If someone Intensity. gets if someone gets the better of you, you get mad at it. That's yeah. how that's how it goes. Um, and you're not competitive with players that are at an, in a tier lower than you. Like then, it's just not how it goes. This team is built deep. They know what they're doing. This is Sports Talk Sunday. Derek Kramer, Frank R. Curie, Evan Pasquale with you here. And it's funny though that you bring up that clip. So, yeah, emotions run high. There was another little dust-up at practice. Um, but at least your first-round pick is not fighting in three days in a row and getting kicked out of practice. I, of course, am referring to Saints offensive tackle Trevor Penning, who got into three fights in three days. And on the third day, head coach Dennis Allen was like, all right, get out of here. We need to actually practice. People need to learn things. Go get changed. And that's bad when your first round rookie is doing that on a sense of like you have one of the higher learning curves. Especially as an offensive lineman, you need to see how 
defensive fronts are set, who you're going to be going after, who you're going to be needing to uh, recognize as rushing or not rushing. For you to go ahead and get into three straight fights, that's um, that's a little ridiculous. So, again, three straight days, that's a little obscene. Yeah, it is. Like, how often do you see? How often do you see something like that? If there's three Especially fights, especially from a top draft pick, from a rookie. So, like three fights in a week is kind of normal. Yeah, but from the same player, from the same player, and one who three has, days in a row. Yeah, like that's just amplifying it up more. And then it's yeah, like the he's Bills a have top gotten draft pick. Like yeah. this is a guy who the Saints drafted to be a starter for them. Yeah, and again, like. The Bills have gotten like three or four dust-ups in the last two weeks. It's not all in a row. Right. You know, a couple of weeks ago, there was, the, there was the big one of like Allen getting involved and everything like that. And then silly little Miami fans are like, oh, look at that. They're all fighting with each other. And then like three days later, the uh, allegations with the tampering with Brady and Sean Payton came out. And it's like, oh, who's the team really in trouble? <laughs> silly <laughs> Dolphins fans. Tricks are for kids. <laughs> 8030550188552550. Next hour we'll hear from offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey as he spoke with the media earlier before practice and Sal was gracious enough to get that ready and teed up for us. So you'll hear from him in this next hour as well. Sports Talk Sunday, we move on. Hour number three on the other side here on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.